You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's pay-per-view after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's pay-per-view after show. And I think that's our teacher's cue. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's take a little attendance here. Raven? Here. Okay. Sir. <clears throat> Daria? Here. Okay. Jay? Here. Huh? Oh, look at this guy with the apple. Oh, no. It's a gala, sir. An apple. Uh, nobody likes to suck up, Jay. Can we say brown noser? Yeah. yeah. And Chris? I'm here, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Let's uh let's get started with class today, fellas and lady. Ah, oh, thought you were gonna forget. What a gentleman. Ladies and gentlemen, after five rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for a decision. All three judges score the contest. 48-47. For the winner, by unanimous decision, and new undisputed UFC welterweight champion of the world. Johnny Big Rig Johnny Hendricks is the champion. Well, you heard it right there in front of a record-setting, record-setting mm-hmm. attendance for the UFC. They broke their own record, 19,324 at the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. Uh, just witnessed, we saw right there. A great uh, reaction, too. Huh? Yeah, historic announcement. As the new UFC welterweight champion was crowned, of course, Johnny Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, at last night's UFC 171. Well, right now, I want to welcome everybody to UFC After Buzz. My name is Chris Kloss. To my immediate left, Jay Tan. The brown-nosing suck-up. Uh, Daria Baranato to his left. And Raven Travis Barry over here. Nice to see you, Chris. Oh, nice to see you, too. And our very special guest in the studio, teacher, Mr. What you like to suck up to, Mr. Rich <laughs> Franklin right here. I know. Okay. Got oh, the apple there. Crowd's yeah. going wild. I know which side the uh, the bread is buttered. Oh, is that organic apple? I hope so. You know, It's he, a gala. He's, he's, he's does, to... does he prefer a professor or teacher? We'll go with teacher. Yeah, I, was, I didn't teach Franklin. college, so... It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just thought professor was First time jitters. UFC after buzz jitters here for Daria. <laughs> well, speaking of last night, uh, UFC 171 uh, did not disappoint. No. It did not disappoint. We saw five extraordinary matches. Uh, we're going to touch on some of those today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Nikita Krylov, um, OSP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ovin St. Pru uh, get the victory over uh, Krylov. Hector Lombard. Oh, you were talking earlier, Dario. Yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, victory over Jake Shields. Uh, Diego Sanchez. Uh, Miles Jury with an impressive victory yep. over Sanchez. Uh, Tyrone Woodley. We were talking about him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, his style. Uh, a very decisive victory mm-hmm. over Carlos Condon. And, of course, we just saw right here a new 
UFC welterweight champion in Johnny Hendricks uh, in an incredible bout uh, between him and Robbie Lawler. And and I like the way those guys matched up. But right now, I want to ask you guys to touch on that Diego Sanchez-Miles uh, Jury match a little bit. Yeah, we talked about that a lot, really, um, <clears throat> prior to the show. That was one, um, as you mentioned, Miles Jury won over uh, Diego um, across the board, I believe, uh, no, uh, two two judges had it uh, thirty to twenty seven. It seemed pretty, uh, pardon the pun, rich academic. Uh, and one judge uh, gave a round to Diego somewhere. I I just thought it was incredibly close. I'll I'm going to go on uh, on record here officially, and this may hurt my credibility. The first time I watched this match, uh, I scored it for Diego. I gave Diego the the match. Um, probably by twenty nine twenty eight more or less. I didn't think it was a sweep, but um, in the second uh, second viewing. Um, I did see how uh, jury the, the whole uh, the whole conversation comes down to how you score a uh, score a, a match and um, you know what you what you give most criteria to and by the criteria of whose face would you rather be <laughs> absolutely for uh, for Miles Jury I understand that um, but I thought each round was was really incredibly close um, Jury was uh, was landing and did well um, I just saw Diego. Diego wasn't the Diego that we have typically known in past years, but he was still coming in strong and aggressive. Right, yeah. um, and at least the first round, I felt like he had the ring generalship um, around the cage, cage generalship, excuse me. Um, so, you know, I uh, I don't want to say I, I eat crow, due respect to Miles, but uh, it was to me it was a much closer match than what I heard a lot of people talking about. Well, Miles Jury, he was very, um, I want to say, he was very methodical, almost studying, mm-hmm. studying uh, Sanchez uh, during the match. And you alluded to that early, earlier on. Right. Yeah. I mean, watching it, yeah, Diago Sanchez comes out and he's fierce and he's aggressive and he plays, you know, his mind games the whole the whole fight. But Miles Jury had something so much more attractive to me, and that was his calm, cool, collective counter hits. And a good head of hair, right? And a great head of hair. You were going for that. Yeah, I, I was Don't looking lie. at the hair. Um, but no, he he was calm, cool, collective, and he had accuracy in his counters. And like we said earlier, counters don't always win the fight. Mm. But in this case, I think it proved true. I think also what we saw, noticed, was it wasn't the wild man Diego that we've seen in the past. And as we saw, we saw a little spurts of we that, saw but spurts not much. of it, but, yeah. no, but not as much as he has been in the past. And something that. Uh, Joe Rogan brought up in a lot of people from last night was that, you know, he's one of the original uh, cast members of the original Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. And after a long career, you know, he's... We've talked about this earlier where he could be like on that Chris Lieben level where he's taken so many fights and so many punches in those fights and now we're kind of of seeing the slowing down process. You know, maybe... uh, And that would be early for... At age, I believe he's 31, but for a guy like Diego that constantly is in any any match of Diego's, you know you're going to get your money's worth. Um, Diego constantly brings it. There's something, that, that switch in his head that turns on, and he just becomes something of a terminator, you know, in the, in the cage. And between that and how hard that I would estimate that he's training, you know, when right. it comes to sparring and stuff like that. That'll uh, that'll take years off your your fight life, you know. And right. I'd hate for that to be the case for Diego. I'm sure he's got a lot of great matches still in him. Um, but yeah, he was not, as, as I said earlier, he was not the Diego Sanchez that we're, we've come to know and love in the past. At least not to the same extent with the fights with uh, Clay Guida. I mean, even Gil, you know, his previous match, Gil Melendez, um, and the other one I'm thinking. Um, 
I'm blanking on it now, but it was before uh, before uh, Clay. Um, you should have taken notes. The teacher's right here. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> sir. Well, uh, pop quiz coming up, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think last night, not to cut you off, was almost he was almost playing a caricature caricature of himself. Hmm. He was almost that face, right? Features being. Hmm. What Diago Sanchez is is known to be, mm-hmm. but not so much living up to what he's shown us in the past. Mm. I think it might have been a, a poor representation of what he can do and what we've seen him do yeah. in the past. Some days you're on, some days you're yeah, not exactly. quite Yeah, exactly. I think that might have been all it was, but it, it just, you know. I'd be curious to get Rich's opinion on, on Diego in his, you know, the past several years. Um, when he peaked... And has he peaked? Has he seen his his better years already? Um, I know, granted, we didn't... Uh, this, is a, this is a sensitive question you're asking me, you do realize. <laughs> in general, yeah. Diego is a, uh, is a, is a, case, in, a case study. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, a guy like Diego is, um, you know, Darius said it before. He came out and he, he, playing the mental games and all that kind of stuff. And Diego's been known for, for that kind of, being that kind of fighter. It, but being that kind of fighter, there's also some drawbacks to that. Like you, um, Vitor classically has been the kind of fighter that's been talked about being that way. And you never, when you're on, you're on, and when you're not, you're not, mm. kind of thing. And mm. so it could be uh, the classic case of possibly that, or you know, you don't know. You don't know if his uh, if his best years are behind him or not. I'm a mm. Diego fan, so it's hard for me to say like, oh well, his best years are behind him. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I want to I want to jump ahead to the next match, and and I want to just mentioned too uh we saw a lot of stars come out last last night we saw a lot of of future stars and they and they really shined last night and what better night to do it again on the record-setting attendance for the ufc right over over 19300 and a vacant title and a vacant title cool night um oh you didn't mean the stars in the audience Thought you meant the stars. Oh, they're li- well. The bull riders. <laughs> the bull riders. We're going to talk about the bull riders oh, later. The bull riders. Texas. 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 Come really? on. Uh, the next match, though, Carlos Condit taking on Tyrone Woodley, and uh, this match ended again in in decisive uh, fashion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, unbelievable. And and no slouch, Carlos Condit. I mean, we're talking about a guy uh, uh, who has 13 wins by submission, 14 by TKO. But but these guys, to me, it was. It, it, it was such an odd matchup, these two, you know. But but again, we're talking about Tyrone Woodley, who who got the victory, right. just like I mean, just a beast, a pit bull, you know. Yeah, you, you were ta- Dari, you yeah, were talking, I, I touching was, on that quite a bit. I was, I was comparing uh, him and fellow teammate Hector Lombard, right? And right. they're both amazing powerhouse fighters. Mm-hmm. They both have those knockout power hands. Even though Tyrone's background is in wrestling, he still has those heavy hands. And both both with big victories last night. Yeah, oh, that, huge yeah. victories, yeah. absolutely. Hector Lombard, it, uh, those lightning fast hands, as they call him. Um, but Tyron Woodley, his stature is so broad and so physical and so athletic. And not to say that Carlos Condo isn't in any way, but the matchup was odd. You have someone that's slimmer, thinner, and against a powerhouse, you know, wrestler like um, like Tyron Woodley. It's just anytime you see two opposing styles against each other it's, it's very interesting yeah I, I agree and uh and that match of course uh 
TKO in the second round. Did did you did you Jay did you? I, I know I like talking to you about a little bit about predictions and, and <laughs> how you rank these guys. What, what, did you see that coming at all, or, or no. what, what? What? How did you? How did well, you it was envision a, that match before? It before was an ugly started? finish. I um, I certainly <clears throat> didn't see that one coming. You know, um, much like we saw with Weidman and Anderson Silva. You know, when an accident happens, you know, a, True. Uh, an injury like that happens in the cage. I don't think anybody really sees that coming, or you know, or would predict it, or wanted any anybody. Um, I I did think it was going to be a really good competitive fight, um, and Tyrone, you know, imposed his his strength on Carlos and uh, um, had him against the cage quite a bit, um, and you know, and was getting the better end of a few exchanges, uh, striking. Um, the thing. The thing that strikes me about this match, and, and also Diego, and uh, and even I'm gonna, you know, we'll talk about the main event. Um, you know, it, it echoes back to the old uh, the theme that you were talking about with uh, star makers or the stars that yeah, came out. Yeah. Um, Tyrone Woodley in, in the Lone Star State. There you go. <laughs> See, this is something again, Not that you stars. want to connect with. He's right here. Your <laughs> the grades are coming up soon. Um, I taught math. Uh, <laughs> we're correlating, we're correlating here. <laughs> well, you know, Tyrone Woodley now is, uh, um, I'd say, a star in the UFC. He's his name is no he he beat somebody, albeit not the way that I'm sure he wanted to. True, right, to that's win. another thing too um, we talked about. Right, you know. but he beat a you know a top guy in the UFC, and likewise Miles Jury <laughs> over Diego. These were established names, and people are going to start talking about Tyrone Woodley now in right. the title uh, um, in the title picture. I mean, he asked that. In his post-fight promo there as well, so um, it was that night, and you know Woodley is a great example of that happening. And did you, Raven? Did you kind of, did you see that coming? Did you? Did you? I mean, what was your what you, your thoughts about that match before too? I mean, no one can really see an injury coming, right? But uh, as Jay said, it was almost on the on the uh, same length of uh, the Anderson Silva match, where uh, you know it was. It sucks that you you, you saw this Freak great accident, fight. Yeah, you, know? you saw this great fight that was going to happen, and it's just bam, this this injury, and hopefully he can come back right, right. soon. Because as everyone knows, Anderson is on his way back. You know, in his mind, and it looks like he will be fighting again from an injury that people thought was career ending. So um, I don't think uh, we have a full injury report yet from uh, last night. But you know, I I, I think uh, maybe a possible rematch. You know, since it wasn't. Well, no. you heard Joe Rogan ask Tyler Woodley uh, post-fight, is this not the victory you wanted? And he responded uh, quite controversially mm. saying, no, this is fine. Well, I, I didn't read that in his body language, though. I think maybe what, what he was feeling maybe, and what he said afterward, it just didn't seem... But he pointed out that <laughs> the only reason for the injury was my great kick to the leg. Which I, I yeah. could see, you know, a lot, and a lot of people could see it that way. You know, right. as a fighter, it's like you know, you, you take the win however you can. Um, That's right. You, know, you always have Dana answer. White saying, "Don't leave it to to the judges," and to finish it in the ring. And I think I think someone we could ask this question to, yeah, who doesn't leave it to the judges. What 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 does it do to a fighter, if anything, when when you get a great victory, a big win like this was last night, mm-hmm. but but in in the fashion to where a mistake happened. Somebody slipped. Something happened, and and maybe do, do you take the credit? I mean, how how do how do you go into that? What does it do for a fighter? Being being that they did get the win, though, ultimately, I'll say this: fighters, especially myself, like you take that stuff a little bit more personally. When there's a slip or an injury right. or something, you mm-hmm. almost you almost steal the victory from yourself. But let me tell you, mm-hmm. if you look at any other sport, if if I was playing in uh, the Super Bowl 
and I was running a pass pattern, and the cornerback that was covering me slipped, and I ended up catching the winning touchdown of the Super Bowl. I'm not going to sit there and beat myself up over the fact that I just want caught the winning catch of the Super Bowl only because this guy slipped. That's a very and, good point. Right. Yeah. Very so good I point. Shit to, happens in sports, it right? It does. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. You know, as a young athlete, I used to really beat myself up over that kind of stuff. I would I would go back and analyze tape or would sit back in my locker room and think like, you know, I wasn't doing this properly and that properly and, and it, it would be a, a great victory for me, but I would just, I'm my worst critic. Mm. And But as I got older, you just, there are certain things where you just say, a, vic- a win is a win. A I win guess, is a win. I guess right. so. If you get a base hit and and the shortstop made an error, you got a base hit. Exactly. You know, you're, you 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 know. So fate is fate. Yeah, and, and especially I, in combat sports. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess. It's taken a little differently in combat sport. You know, but but after all, in that in that vein, in that concept, you really have to go move forward. I, I believe. I, I think it's good for a fighter, a fighter <clears throat> like myself, to hold myself to that standard. You know, because then you're you're looking for. Um, I don't want to say perfection, but you're, you're looking for a standard of excellence is what you're searching for. Right. So it's, okay. it's, it's okay. not a bad standard to search for, but uh, you just got to remember, like we said, at the end of the day, a win is a win. A win, is a win. Why, why is it that in, in combat sport that whether it's the fans, whether it's the commentators, the analysts, why do they, why do they knock that so much? Whereas, like, again, you're saying football, baseball, basketball, it's, not, it's almost a non-issue you know, when, when things like that happen. Why? Why is that team sport versus individual one on one? Right. I mean, in the I guess the MMA, you're focused okay, on man. two guys, and you see that happen. And I think also too, MMA, the rise of popularity that's had in the past ten, fifteen years, and you've seen a lot of that. I'm really curious to get okay. your opinion on some things. Um, I think the fans, well, MMA fans, we know are, are quite rabid. If you're an MMA fan, you really are one, and so yep. you tend to want to uh, connect with the fighter, the good and the bad. And when shit happens in the cage, shit happens to you too. Whether it actually does or doesn't, whether you know the fighter or you don't know the fighter, you know, um, there is that connection. Whereas on the field, you're watching a ball sport, you're watching football. Myself, I, can, I can't barely even keep the numbers straight. Well, I think, I think from a fan perspective that uh, a fan sitting watching a baseball game, I'll say to myself, I can get a base hit if the guy's going to drop the ball. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You know, and much is the same. Like, well, you know, I could win a fight if this guy's going to get injured or whatever. And so mm-hmm. the fans want to see athletes do something great. They want to see fights. Like when, when I fought Vanderlei Silva and I get dropped in the second round and I don't remember half of the fight and you come back and win the fight mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they want to see that, that rocky yeah. screenplay in real life mm-hmm. happen. They want to see you do something that they can't do. Mm-hmm. And that's the standard. I mean, that's like Ron Rousey's fight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it it was was an early stoppage. Do we hold her because of that? Is she Again, not McMahon, the, the dominant mm-hmm. fighter because mm-hmm. of that? Mm-hmm. Is that now unfair to Ronda because she didn't get to prove her, prove herself, and there might be a rematch? Or is it unfair to McMahon? You know what I mean? You can look at it so many different I, I ways. I think a lot of it goes back to what you're saying. It's when it's one on one, you feel that like in a tennis match, if somebody mm-hmm. slipped. Yeah. And you got the point. It, you wouldn't feel right about it, you know, one on one. It's I more think. personal. Yeah. But I want to fast forward uh, to the last match of the night, the main event. Mm-hmm. Again, we opened the show. We saw it. We saw it right there. History was made again in front of a record-setting uh, audience. Uh, Johnny Hendricks becoming the uh, the brand new UFC welterweight champion at UFC 70, uh, 171 last night. And unlike the Woodley Condit match, I love this matchup. I love the it, two gladiators. Oh, you didn't like it, Woodley Condit? Well, well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I mean, it, this was even. This was, to me, yeah. it was to me, it was. Oh, yeah. I, I, they matched it very well together, which mm-hmm. is something we talked about before. Because after GSP uh, vacated the title and 
it was known that um, Hendricks should fight for the vacated title. We were thinking, like, you know, how did they pick to get Robbie in that spot? True. And, you know, he had some decisive wins actually on the uh, GSP card. So, you know, it it worked out that it was a great, you know, pairing for a great fight that went, you know, five rounds. And literally, you know, it was dead even going into the fifth round. And, you know, the, the fifth and uh, deciding round was left right to the judges. And and I'll and I'll give a shout out uh kudos to the announcers because um I can't remember if it was Rogan I think it was Rogan who right when the fifth round started uh, basically this is this is when they both fighters had to pull it all out and Hendricks knows how to do this. Hendricks is one mm-hmm. of those fighters that knows when to turn it on, when when to check himself and all and, and, and it a blueprint. It happened. And he right. did that because yeah. You, yeah. I think a lot of it was it was in his hometown. And, you know, that's the thing about, you know, UFC. It's it's hard to get a fight in your hometown, let alone a title fight, and then win that. You know, that's that's a huge step. That could be two, three, four years in the making. Um, whereas uh, you're somewhere else and you win a fight and, you know, yeah, you may get the crowd victory or you may get the crowd booing. But there last night you had 19,000 people be, behind Johnny. And I think, as we spoke earlier, it could have been what may be hashtag trending very soon on Twitter. Oh. Johnny Vision. Oh. Right. <laughs> you were talking about that. I, yeah. I smell T-shirts. I Hopefully, yeah. the marketing department's listening. Johnny Vision what T-shirt. Is, Raven I, needs some new T-shirts. That's why he I actually do. He's going to buy a Johnny what? Vision shirt. Can I ask you? Shout out to Mark Lehman. <laughs> what is Johnny Vision, the exact definition? I think we saw it in the fifth round. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It spoke for itself? Yeah. He, he, he turned it on. True focus, yeah. His corner called it. Uh, they told him to turn Johnny Vision on. Whatever that meant to him, it, it applied, and he, he turned it on. Also, something we noticed, especially since uh, you know this show deals with more than just what the fights are. It's the making of the UFC. We noticed how the cornermen are mic'd, and during, I think it was the fourth or fifth round, how Johnny's cornermen started to tap their mic. That's yep. right. So no one could hear what was going on, especially now. In this era of new technology, the UFC Fight Pass, which is a cheap plug, so we can hopefully... <laughs> the UFC Fight Pass is on your uh, mobile device, so you can... I mean, the other corner man could be hearing what's That's going right. on by the commentator, so right. you know, tap your mic and... Well... It's like it's like we were talking about in like in football. They, it, I mean, I mean, there's lip reading in, in other sports, so this is actually them talking. So they're gonna they're gonna cover themselves. And and did you like that? Did you like seeing that? Because to me, it brought me back to a little bit of old school fighting the new establishment right there at that one moment. Like, screw this, Mike. Yeah, get this yeah, off of me. I, I want to like talk it. to my fighter, just me and him. You know. Well, and I, and I, I like that when I, when I saw that, I thought this is awesome. You know, and and it wasn't part of the pay per view. They want you to think that's awesome, but I like I like seeing that it was real. And I liked it a lot, you know. Technology is a loaded gun. You can yeah, use it, for it could good be. Or evil. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. It's a double-edged sword. It was funny that it happened in the third or fourth round, like you said, because it makes me think, what sort of intel is he getting in the corner that his, you know, his information is being overheard? You know, mm-hmm. is he hearing that then, or is he just randomly deciding in the third, fourth round? Oh, now I don't want people to hear. I mean, what right, was right. that deciding factor? Or did it just hit him at that moment? Right. In time? It could. It could have. Yeah. I'm not starting conspiracies here but <laughs> no but it, it's got to be one of those things right know? yeah and it was funny he's Killing like i'm gonna whisper in your ear now and it was re- it was an authentic moment i think we all saw and I, I think it's something that you're gonna see a lot more in the future you know on a lot of shows you're gonna see a lot of cornermen starting to do that well i i i, I agree with you because uh again it's like when one guy would cover their mouth in football now everybody's doing it yeah. everybody's doing it you know okay. so i think i think that i, I believe that i 
agree with that. Uh, Jay, I wanted to ask you about the main event and your picks, your thoughts. Uh, going, I like to ask you again how, how what you thought going into this match. Yeah, um, Johnny won by uh, scores of 48-47 across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, the uh, the last four rounds were, were pretty straightforward. Um, Hendricks, I believe, took... Uh, well, he... Hendricks took seemingly one, two, and five, um, mm-hmm. and Lawler had uh, three and four. I, I've, we've watched the uh, the first round, well, the whole match, but um, I've thought about the first round a lot and seen it a second time. It's still super close to me. Um, there were some people, friends of mine on Facebook, talking about it being a robbery. I didn't feel like it was so much a robbery. I think the right guy won. Um, right. But uh, it was um, – that first round was uh, – Seemingly was a deciding factor because the other ones were much more decisive. For me, Robbie's uh, Robbie's shots um, were were more effective. It seems like he was landing and they were stronger. Um, a friend of mine that I spoke with, who's uh, also a very educated mind in MMA, noted that uh, Johnny was a bit busier with his hands. Uh, he also had him up against the cage, um, and that could have been the thing that tipped uh, tipped the scales in uh, in Johnny's uh, Johnny's favor there. Um, Either way, it, it was a tremendous fight, and that's something. This new generation of, of UFC fans, I feel like every few years we get a new influx of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that don't know Robbie Lawler's legacy. He's been around for such an incredibly long time. Um, had another stint in the UFC mm-hmm. long ago as a kid, and then went and uh, made his uh, uh, made his name known in uh, Strike Force uh, in Elite XC. Uh, this new uh, this new Robbie Lawler that we're seeing. Uh, in a matter of speaking, um, he, he's new to a lot of fans. Is, is the point, and I think that he came out a star uh, just as much uh, just as much as any of the other guys on the undercard. Now the new fan knows Robbie Lawler, and they want to see him again. I think is the point. I think people could uh, wouldn't mind seeing a rematch. There. Yeah, I've I heard, don't know that it'll happen anytime soon. I've heard but, the, I've heard know. the talk about a rematch, but it's one of those things where last night made a lot of stars and a lot of future contenders. And I think that's what last night's show was mainly about at the end of the day. So a rematch, I don't think it will happen soon. Mm. Maybe if if Robbie wins one or two more fights, which mm-hmm. he, he definitely can, then I could see a rematch happening. So, you know, right. sometime next year. Yeah, I don't see it being a back-to-back rematch. There would have to be some sort of mm-hmm. a build-up again. Um, I, w- I want to talk about the first round because it's funny because we were talking about this, how there was real, really no winner besides the fact that Robbie's back was up against the cage the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting thing that we were talking about. More blood on your face. The judges hold that against you. Mm-hmm. Looking more winded than the other guy. The judges hold that against During you. During a fight. During a fight. During there's a fight, so yeah. many factors. The rule went can... the other way in, in this case. In the main right. Event. Yeah. Not necessarily mm. that he was getting beat worse or that he was getting dominated or controlled even. Mm. But his back was on the wall. And yeah. I think that was an interesting point. Um, before we get to our next segment with yourself and <laughs> the gentleman who you handed that Wonderful, nice, red, shiny apple, too. Mr. Franklin. <laughs> um, I'm going okay, for the A here. A quick question for you, Daria. Who would win, Woodley or Lombard? Oh, put the girl on the spot. This is on the spot. For right those that don't know, for those our, that, our dear, our dear new, newbie here, um, the young Daria, uh, former uh, former student at ATT, yeah, correct? Yeah. Um, you I, don't have to answer that, by the way, but, but what a match. I'm no, she has to answer it. You put it out now. Yeah, this is the internet. There. Um, Just do an analysis. I, yeah, that's there exactly what I'm going to do right now. That's what I always do. Um, 
First of all, both two great fighters. I had more experience with Hector in the gym than I did with Woodley. Um, he is a beast. He is dedicated. He is motivated. He is on his game. Same to Woodley, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, oh, God. I would love what a to dream see match, that match. That is a dream yeah. match. That you really didn't is. get to see that in they, sparring sessions? But, like, no, In no. the gym is the best time to see the dream matches. <laughs> because they never get done on paper for She could be no, lying to us. I am. He's got footage of it somewhere. Yeah, there is. It, it would be a dream matchup. They are both two statured men. They are both. Mm-hmm. They have the thunder thighs of uh, Greek gods. But um, so it would definitely be a, a hard hitting match. I would love to see it. But. Yeah, I, I think I think that speaks for all of us. Um, well, Jay, I'm going to turn it over to you, and uh, and so you can get some extra credit. Well, we're points here and- with <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Franklin. Rich Ace Franklin, uh, UFC star, <clears throat> former middleweight champion with two very good title defenses. Uh, no, not uh, not the least of which, probably one of the biggest highlight knockouts, I think, uh, or highlight reel finishes uh, in your match against Nate Quarry. Um, coach as well for Ultimate Fighter 2 and all-around company guy. One of the uh, topics I'm very curious about. Um, how are you, Rich? I'm How's doing things? really well. Just so you know, this is not organic apple. You can peel the wax on it. Oh. <laughs> oh. See, there's a Whole Foods. There's I don't even remember where <laughs> I bought it. Fred you know why I go to Albertsons? But I think that was Seven Eleven. That's more importantly. Went, more importantly, he didn't he didn't take the time to wash it because like, I oh. did wash it in there. Los <laughs> Angeles sure. water, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you might be right, sir. That I'm, might not that's, be that's washing. Not, that, that's washed with LA water. Yeah. yeah. Grease, but there's not a worm in it. It would have been cleaner if he just left it left. It's very contradicting. No, nah, you know, I'll tell you what, you mentioned uh, the, the highlight video. It's funny because I remember when, when I first had that knockout against Nate and um, and they they, const- they play it all the time on yeah. television and I can remember <laughs> I can remember seeing a highlight reel and seeing that feed through and all that kind of stuff and being like, man, that is so cool. And now as you get to the later part of your career, I mean, there are, there are two types of fighters in this game, the fighters who have lost and the fighters that are going to. And hmm. uh, and and I've lost a few fights, and I've lost in a similar fashion. And so now sometimes I'll see those highlight reels when I'm on the receiving end. Yeah, and it's not so fun to watch that. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in reviewing, yeah, I was yeah. watching the Kung Lee fight earlier this morning. And, you had to uh, bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> but you win some, you lose some. You, yeah. if anybody knows that, and you know, more interestingly though, I think um, I want to hear. We were talking about the organic apple. Um, talk about Zeeland. You've got a good, new good segue. Good segue there. <laughs> <laughs> smoothie spot in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, fantastic spot. It was there earlier and uh, yeah, yeah, plugged we... the acai hole, the acai bowls. Yes. Um, but talk about that. Being you said you know the later years of your career and you've opened up this new venture, which is such a quite a departure from the rest of what we've known about the career of Rich Franklin. Well, it's it's not really this the transition from fighter to owning a juice fusion cafe whatever makes more sense than the transition from teacher to fighter mm. realistically. Yeah. Uh I, I of course if you watch like the first all access that the UFC did on me years ago, I've been I've been into nutrition, like that's just been a key mm. yeah. part of my game. It's a differentiating factor between me and a lot of athletes. I'm I, I I mean I realize I'm a gifted athlete, but I'm not the best athlete in the world and one of the things that I always talk to people about is that if you want to be better than somebody else, you have to have a differentiating factor. At, at the end of the day, I can be the most talented guy in my gym, but at some point in time, the most talented guy in this gym is going to fight the most talented guy in this gym. And what separates the most talented from the most talented? Mm. And there has to be something. And so I, I'm, I'm a hard worker and I'm a smart worker. And I put time in not only on the mat, but off the mat and off the mat. The time that I put in, for example, is into my nutrition. And like I said, you can see that in the shows that I've done. So as I 
aged in this sport as an older athlete, like I, I had gotten into juicing, like ju- juicing and blending vegetables mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I'd been doing it for, for s- several years. And I really do believe that that's what had carried me in the, in the latter part of my career because it helps me recover from workouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was 22 years old, I would put myself through a, through a two or three hour grueling session that would just kill most people. And then I would run errands all day long and then turn around and do the same thing again later on. And Suddenly, when I was 35 years old, I'll put myself through a two or three hour grueling session like I'm 22. Yeah. But the difference is, is that now I'm, I'm like a battery that needs to go home and recharge. And without a good hour nap, I'm sunk. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about recovery and stuff like that. And so I got into this juicing and I got into this blending and it really, really did help me, I believe, with uh, with recovery after workouts and all that kind of stuff. So the transition into, into Zeeland in Beverly Hills, where the juice bar is, seemed to be, uh, you know, just a reasonable natural yeah, progression, natural progression. exactly and so it, it all made sense to me so yeah it's it's just uh in my passion for nutrition and now this is a way that i can share this with other people is that something that your uh your your recipes or the menu and things um are other other guys in the ufc roster picking up on it are you uh reaching out to them and not not yet i haven't i haven't done that yet um and and i have a lot of friends in the business i'm just one of those guys i don't like to like you know pick up the phone and be like Hey, uh, Anderson, can you, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with Anderson and I'm the kind of person that would have no problem doing that for somebody else, but I'm just terrible about asking for favors. But at some point in time I will. And it's not just because, because I believe in my product. Like I believe Mm -hmm. in the product that we make in the store that if I can get that in the hands of some people, Mm -hmm. uh, that they would say, Oh wow, this is a great product. And I can feel the difference if I'm drinking this on a consistent basis or whatever. But, uh, you know the the whole in, the whole menu wasn't done by me because if it was there'd be many more things that tasted god awful. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when it comes to nutrition, you just learn that you can just tolerate bad yes, taste for right. for right. good nutrients. And so right. I haven't things, learned that yet. Oh yeah, still uh, love, just, still I love think, my takeout. I think I learned that when I stopped by the juice bar. Uh, what did what did we what did we do? What the champ? Okay, we the had. Champ. Oh, but the hold on, though. We, black we be, stuff that goes under my tongue. Oh, the shilajit. The shilajit. Yes. Hang on. Notes. That is yeah. apparently a very powerful mineral. You would know more shilajit. from the Himalayan. Okay. What is it? From? Oh, so, go ahead. You're, you're doing good. You're from doing, the Himalayan doing... mountains? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Okay. And the rocks rub together and create this mineral, mineral called shilajit. And yeah, you it's, put... It's a biological compound. It's... It, it's it, grows in the Himalayas it gets trapped in the rocks and it's mm. kind of it's cultivated how, how is this discovered you're even discovered between rocks yeah, I give you I an apple yeah. granted it's from Los Angeles Listen, but I'm if, saying if you saw this stuff first of all you'd be like what oh, you're, you're eating tar it looks, it looks like, like tar. tar it looks mm. like black tar like that you it see. probably doesn't look like it's healthy for you yeah and it ta- <laughs> it actually kind of tastes like black tar too but you, you huh. literally like you'll take just a, a, a piece of this like it's I'll just you know kind of tear out a little piece about the size of a grain of rice and I, I put that in I'll put it under my tongue in the morning and it's one of the most mineral dense uh, substances on the planet it has over 80 trace elements and minerals in it so and it's and, feeding your body the minerals you need throughout the day is that yeah, it yeah yeah and it's, it's like it's, healthy guys chewing tobacco it, yeah exactly <laughs> it's dip no trust me you don't want to keep that stuff in your mouth you the whole time you have it in there like if this would just melt fast yeah it, it's awesome. a mixture between uh, dirt and really strong espresso that, mm. that, yeah. wow. really, that sounds good it's no. not bad it's not bad if, if espresso tastes like ether 
But <laughs> but you know, but the thing is, the thing is about it's something that I you put a little piece of it in your mouth. It honestly it dissolves after thirty six yeah, seconds, it's, whatever. It's not a big thing. And it's not a great tasting thing. You do it before you brush your teeth in the morning, and whatnot. And but it's it's a, a good way to get your minerals because you'll find like the soil that we grow our vegetables in is mineral depleted. Mm-hmm. It's mineral depleted because of the conventional farming methods that we use because yeah. you're constantly growing the same thing in the soil over and over. This is just one way. And so the, you, you you grow corn and you grow corn and you grow corn and that corn is going to deplete the soil with certain minerals. So mm-hmm. the corn that you have today is not as, as nutrient dense in minerals mm-hmm. as it was say 30 years ago. So right. you have to find other ways to substitute to substitute that one of ways is with the shilajit we also have some sea minerals the the quintessentials that we sell in the bar as well and it's a, like a little salt water compound and you do the same thing you put right. it in your mouth swish it around keep it under your tongue Absolutely. it's a similar kind of thing but it's it's all about getting your minerals in because I mean everybody says eat your eat, eat your vegetables you get your vitamins and minerals well there are a lot of vitamins but you'll find that a lot of your vegetables even organic vegetables are stripped of the minerals that they would have had years ago now you right. have this store here in uh, the Beverly Hills area of uh, LA um, knowing that you're from Ohio and so forth, do you think you'll expand and maybe have one in your hometown? Or I, I would love to. Uh, I, I really would love to take take this concept to Ohio. And listen, not the thing. Not everything in the store is like uber healthy either. We have some great acai bowls, yeah. and it, it's not that they're not healthy, but it, to me, like the acai bowl is a treat. Um, and it's it's to me like that a, was my workout for the day. Yeah, yeah to the was normal that? person, the, yeah. these acai bowls. I, I had, felt like I earned you know a Big Mac afterwards. I was like, yeah, I get the acai and the Big Mac. They cancel themselves out, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the acai bowls, it's a it's a good it's a good treat. Yeah. Um, but just on the juicing side of things, like we do, there are several different methods of juicing, and we do uh, a cold, one of we do fresh juicing, and we also do cold press juicing. And the cold press juicing, we'll do like off facility in a kitchen. And then we bottle stuff up and we use a, a hydraulic press machine and it preserves nutrients mm. longer. And we can talk about that some other time. But uh, I was talking to my brother one day and my brother asked me, he said, how, how much do you sell your juices for? And so one of our cold pressed juices, is, uh, they're $9. And he just, I'm on the phone with him and I could see his face. <laughs> like, how what? big? How big? So we do 17 ounces. Okay, so, so the standard. That's, that's good. Yeah, the standard yeah. in the industry is 16 ounces and we do a 17 ounce okay. drink. And we charge the same for our cold press as we do for our fresh made, and there are t- nutritional benefits to the cold press over the over the fresh made, and that's for another time as well. But you know, my brother he's like nine bucks for a juice, and I said, and he's of course from Cincinnati, he lives in the Midwest, and I said, well, Greg, let me ask you, would you, you know, if you were working one day and you stopped to get a lunch salad at a, at a restaurant, would you pay eight or nine bucks for a lunch salad? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, just so you know, it takes me, it takes about two and a half pounds of produce, a little over two pounds of produce for me yeah. to make a 16 to 17 ounce drink. And it's organic produce too. Yeah. So it's not, it, it's not cheap stuff. And, uh, and he's like, okay, I get it. I mean, if you, if I actually took a picture of two and a half pounds of produce, then it starts to make sense. Like, okay, this is actually what you're getting. Yeah. And yeah. you're getting it in liquid form. So you're getting all those, all the, yeah, all the, all min, the all nutrients the, yeah, right they, to your blood. Right exactly. Here. So um, the, the one thing with juicing that you're lacking is the fiber. Right. And, and that's why I do, not only do I juice, but I also do some blending as blending, well. Yeah. The, you gave this man an apple. Yes. And I bet he can make a really good juice out <laughs> of that. Well, legit out. Yeah. Well, I need I need like uh, maybe two more of these, and then some celery and some other stuff to throw in as well. But we got a popcorn machine back there and yeah. a fridge full of cokes. I can so. smell that popcorn, by the way. It's, yeah, we all can. It's buttered. It's, Wait it's till buttered look. popcorn oh, yeah. for everybody that's watching. Buttered popcorn. Wait till you Let look me in tell the, you it is. Look in the fridge and see what we have to drink. It's yeah. the best part. A&W. Really quick, really quick. I, I just I, we won't touch on this, but I but I been getting into blending as well, juicing and all that vegetables. And you said uh, if it was up to you, 
It'd be, be some nasty recipes. Give me, give me something that you would make for yourself that, let's say, somebody wouldn't like. Oh, that sounds disgusting and all that. You know. Well, we. So I keep I keep a personal stash of like uh, oats and um, I'll do I think I think my personal stash this time and I vary it up I do I do some plant based proteins I do some egg protein I do some whey protein but I think right now I have a bag of uh, egg protein in the shop so uh, I didn't do this today because I didn't go into Zealand today but yesterday I stopped in and I I took a little bit of coconut milk and it's not it's not bad tasting well let me just say this I'm used to drinking it so it tastes amazing to me <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I, it's not something that I would definitely put on the menu. But I put uh, I took some coconut milk, and then uh, we have this uh, machine that uh, alkalizes water. And I have uh, some uh, 9.0 alkalized water that I put into into the drink. So I do about, uh, I don't know, 12 ounces of water, throw a few stalks of kale, some parsley, yeah. a little bit of turmeric. Some turmeric, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anti-inflammatory, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Tur- yeah. Turmeric and ginger. And, and uh, turmeric is one of the most... Uh, mineral nutrient dense uh roots on the planet and um and then i'll throw in uh, a little bit of protein powder some um some oats and then we have just a a selection of these uh chinese tonic herbs that we use for our Mm -hmm. tonic bar and so it depends on what the day calls for like we have one that's specifically designed for pre-workout stuff Uh, we have one that's designed for post-workout stuff uh, we we have uh, like one that's a, a reishi mushroom extract and yeah, reishi, reishi mushrooms are amazing. Yeah. You can the powder too, right? It comes in powder. You can, yeah, but yeah. ours are actually suspended like in a in a in a glycerin base, uh, and so and we can like we we can add them to any of the drinks. And so um, like I think yesterday I actually did some reishi, but I mean we have one that's that's designed for like stress or whatever, and there and it's it's just a like a, a bunch of different roots and, and herbs that are kind of. Uh, mixed together and stuff like that but i would basically like mix all that stuff together and just blend it and drink yeah. it you'd wonder like uh i mean you talking about if this would expand or mm-hmm. talking about if this or if you if other fighters and you would think something so simple like this uh, that other fighters or just anyone in life would but other fighters that need to recover mm-hmm. you know talking about foods like ginger uh turmeric and all that and, and uh, applying that to your diet and these are foods that can help with injury oh absolutely they can help with recovery absolutely joints all that stuff you know so yeah. so it, it's it to me it's it seems like i guess you, again you could say that about everybody in everyday life you know why are we eating mcdonald's and all this why are we doing that when we know but especially in your game you know with, with fighting and it's, but I'll tell you, like, really, health is uh, you. Western medicine just t- takes a different approach to, to health in general, and uh, and w- for me, like, I'll spend a lot of money on my food. Like a lot of people, my grocery bill is expensive because I buy premium quality ingredients. Unfortunately, I have a, a juice shop here in in L.A. in Beverly Hills, so when I'm here, I can just go, <laughs> I go to my store and pick yeah. up most of my produce That's there pretty now. Pretty convenient. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm still paying for it. I just get wholesale prices through my <laughs> business, so it's that not like it's not like I go in and get things for free. But um, but no, for me, like health, I don't wait until something is is wrong. I'm 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 not a problem solution. I'm a problem prevention kind of person. And like I, for example, like I don't take multivitamins. And most people watching probably take a multivitamin. I'm telling you, multivitamins like are. 
I'll make a blanket statement and it's not 100% true, but they're a waste of your money. Hmm. But if you're going to do an alternative method, you need to get in your vegetation in a day. And I, I'll make a shake in the morning. Like I usually blend every morning and then I'll stop by my store or I'll, I'll bring juices home from my store and I'll, and I'll juice a couple times, like drink my juices mm-hmm. a couple times that day. So it's real convenient for me now. Um, but I would say in my morning shake when I blend and I put kale or spinach or whatever vegetables I have for the day, um, I probably get in more vegetation in my morning shake than the average American does in a week. Uh, I'd say at wow. least. I'd say yeah. at least. I would yeah. say that's valid. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and I'm and I'm doing that two three times a day, so it, that's where I'm getting my nutrients from. So people are like, "Well, what kind of multivitamin do you take?" I don't. I eat real food, and mm-hmm. and, and that's what I do. Right. Yeah. When right. I had that wheatgrass shot before I went to work that day, oh. I was wide awake, and I Good I don't work. I can't drink coffee because it gets me too jittery. Yeah. I was wide awake, ready for the day, and I, I, but none of this. that. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, exactly. I, I was calm and zen at the same time, but I had the energy to get through the day, yep. and it had a uh, cayenne pepper on top. Yep, it was mm. really good. It's really and listen, good. And, I, and what did I tell you that drink would do to you? How did I describe it? Do you remember? I said it. Oh, make- it would make your esophagus. Pucker. Pucker. That's right. That, and it did. <laughs> Doesn't it? It did, but it wasn't a bad taste. It, no, you had it with us. Yeah. Was it a bad taste? It's, no, it's, it was actually good. It was. Yeah, it, I liked it's it. kind of the feeling you get like when you put just a, a bit, a tad bit too much wasabi on your uh, <laughs> on your sushi. On your sushi. Ooh, yeah, where, I love wasabi. Where, yeah, but you love it. But then when you just put a little too much on there, you're like, yeah, woo, yeah, like sure. it wakes you up. And you, that's what I this was shot. Awake. That's exactly what the shot. You know, was. I felt good. When you compare it to coffee, uh, coffee, yeah, it gets you up, but that only lasts so long. Yes, yeah. this, this will last you the whole yep. day when you do right. this. Yeah. It's like well, an energy drink. I think uh, this is a good leeway into our little game we're going to play yes. really quick yeah. about the shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Ah. Shots. Mr. Franklin's shot, shot game. Shot, yeah. Well, <laughs> shots. Shot, 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 shot. So I don't have the list in front of me, but Everybody. we've got a little game here, right here where we've picked some U, uh, U of MA. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that later for sure. <laughs> UFC personalities and Rich Franklin and Zeeland have their... Uh, their menu has uh, has a wide variety of shots, juices, and uh, smoothies, as we've uh, spoken about. But we're going to put uh, Mr. Franklin here on the spot and give him how do you, how do you call this rapid fire response yeah, rapid questions? Fire. We've got right. let's we see, say a word, you say a word back. Seven different names here, UFC personalities, and we want to know what shot would you give them and why. Okay, so here we go. First off, Dana White, your good old boss. Oh. uh... I'll go with the cough syrup because he and Lorenzo stopped in, mm-hmm. and apparently, I think it was actually Lorenzo that was uh, not feeling well that day, but he ended up taking the cough syrup and liked it so much, he texted me later. He goes, okay, what ingredients were in that cough syrup? <laughs> 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 so, Lickety split. Yeah, I'm going to go cough okay. syrup on that one. doesn't hurt when you uh, take care of the boss. You make uh, him well, feel he, the funny thing is, is they didn't text me uh, They didn't text me beforehand, and so then my manager calls me. He texts me on the phone. He's like, uh, Dana White's in the store. And I was like, I pick up the phone call room, right? I'm like, Call Dana. He doesn't pick up there. I call John. I'm like, John, is he in the store right now? I'm like, yeah. And so I'm like, I text Dana. I'm like, you know, why didn't you tell? Damn it, yep. Dana. Like, tell me you're going to be in here. So anyway, I told John not to not to uh, charge him. And then he leaves my employees like a bigger tip than they've gotten combined in the whole time. Oh, no wonder like, everyone's so happy when they're working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, it's not the vegetables. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's the other, it's the, it's the other green. That the Dana other White green, tip. Green. Hey, yeah, yeah. let me tell you that that Good improves man. health too. You know, <laughs> sure it does. But yeah, so they yep. love they love him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's How funny. about UFC women's bantamweight champion Ronda Rousey? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, – well, this isn't a shot, but we have a drink called Beat the Blues. And yeah. Just because uh, she uh, – Because she's such a uh, – Beat 
depressing fight herself. <laughs> no, because she beat, <laughs> yeah, because she beat Sarah in the last fight with a knockout for you know she actually it wasn't an arm bar for the first time. So mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first thing that comes to mind, I guess. Yeah. How about uh, the voice Joe Rogan? Wheatgrass. Wheatgrass, oh. it is a wheatgrass shot, <laughs> and the crickets in the wheatgrass, as we can hear it, no less. Yeah. All right, what about the, protein, the, protein. the George St. Pierre? Oh man, uh, you know, an empty shot glass because he's not here right now. I, huh? I, 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 you know, I don't know. Just saying. The thing is, is that I, I, if I could recommend something, I don't know what uh, George is. You know, George has been kind of quiet about why he's uh, taking his hiatus, and mm-hmm. so. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what he needs at this point. You, <laughs> you, know, like, you don't know what so, juice loving to get. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. So, what about Kane uh, Velasquez? I, why Kane? Why Kane? What does Kane need? Because he's big, so he'll drink two shots. Yeah, exactly. I would probably. <laughs> I would probably. I probably wouldn't give him a shot. I'd probably make him a, a smoothie. Give him a few of my. Uh, mm. A few of my my gluten free vegan. Uh, pastries All as right. well, like <laughs> just the whole. I'll just, just I'll just give him one of everything on the menu. <laughs> the whole front you know? of the story, just exactly. Take it off, or, or, or I could say maybe uh, we have um, we have a, a juice called a quench. That's uh, actually that I helped design. I designed that one. It has um, uh, cucumber and coconut water in it and some other things, but mm. it's a hydrator. Oh. Uh, and it's one of our cold press juices, and it's basically like our. It's a natural version of Gatorade, is what we. Mm. Hmm. How we do it. Gatorade is not natural. Okay, it, it, yeah. shoot, dang it. Well, <laughs> everything in it is natural except for the artificial coloring and the, the high fructose corn. He's going to name everything else in it. I need <laughs> No, but high fructose corn syrup is natural because it comes from corn, right? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Actually, I would buy that. Yeah, don't buy that. We okay. see, I see your teaching Touché. right now. Yeah, that's my sarcasm. What about John Jones? The champ. We'll give him the champ. Oh, you there have you go. To. Okay. Now, what's in the champ? The champ is the one that we had in the store that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a combination of um, a combination of wheatgrass, uh, ginger. Not no, yeah, ginger root, uh, lemon, mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of cayenne with some sea salt uh, mm-hmm. sprinkled around it. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and you need a chaser for it. You do. And finally, right now, uh, Anderson Silva. Well, I you know what if I, I would do something with Anderson with uh, like some ginger or something like that or some turmeric because it's good for healing anti-inflammatory, but um, I'm, since he's Brazilian, maybe I'll do the acai bowl for him as well. Interesting. <laughs> um, just a quick question. Uh, I we, we saw your menu when we were there, and obviously the uh, the piece where uh, we shot at your store is um, actually going to be on the AfterBuzz YouTube page in a few hours. Um, how come you didn't name any of the uh, shots or smoothies under like a, a UFC name? You know, like the armbar or the uh, the knockout. Or, you know. Well, so some of the, some of the smoothie names are were named by um, my niece, and hmm. uh, some of them were named by my business partner's daughters. Okay. So we had basically like about half of our menu was named by ten year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hey, that works. But hey. I couldn't get the rights for the Snoopy, right? <laughs> yeah, but I thought I thought it, I thought it was kind of kind of cool uh, in that sense. But the thing is, like, if you're going to name something like Armbar, first of all, we weren't going for like a sports bar type of theme because the crossover is like people that would go to a sports bar wouldn't necessarily 
aren't looking for that kind of stuff. And then people that come into a juice spot mm. would be like, what is an arm bar? And so, you're in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Most people will go which, to uh, watch the UFC on pay-per-view at sports bars. Probably won't be driving through Beverly Hills. Uh, you, or be or drinking that. They're, they got they need the blue cheese. They need the buffalo wings. They need that. that, that <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's what they need. You know, come on. <laughs> now no, you're I, just listen, judging. Listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, though. The people that like the people that need desserts and stuff like that are desserts. Did you guys ha- did you guys have any of the desserts when you were in? Any? No, I ha- oh, well, man. I had the. the I'm chia going to have one. If we can wrap it up. Okay, so, so you yeah. had so good. Yeah, the chia seed pudding. Oh my god! But that, and that's a perfect example. And that's a that's like a good treat that you can have just on a on like a regular basis. Like you're not actually like throwing in the towel. Like I concede to bad nutrition today. Right, but, right. You know, we have other treats like and I, I, my favorite. My favorite pastry that we carry, we have a vegan brownie. It's and when you as soon as you say vegan, people look at you like, okay, tree hugger, like, <laughs> weird. Um, and it's funny. I mean, I, I go home and I talk about certain things like Sheila's eat and stuff like that. Right. And, like this stuff does not go. Like people are looking at me like, like. Uh, well, you've been out in L.A. What the hell's wrong with you, boy? Right. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I mean, we have this vegan brownie that's just uh, it's truly um, amazing tasting and it's one of those things like if i'm having a sugar craving like uh you know i had i had a, a junk food day a, a few days ago and i wanted something some, some sweets and so i stopped by my store at the end of the day and i grabbed one of the brownies and a few cookies and stuff like that and when you when you're eating pastries that are made with premium ingredients like sugars that aren't refined and flours mm-hmm. that aren't bleached and as much organic stuff as possible and they're gluten-free and especially like this this vegan brownie i mean when you think about it the vegan brownie has no dairy no eggs no no butter no f- animal fats of any kind mm-hmm. and it is an amazing tasting brownie like it you wouldn't be able to tell it actually tastes better than most conventional brownies that i've had and so i just don't wake up the next day like what did i do last night why or even an hour after you eat i think yeah. i uh, smell after buzz a uh, road uh, field trip back to his uh that's right i don't mind that i think you guys uh, are open till when tonight uh, we're till five o'clock. Till five. Tonight. No, uh, no, you have to say your unique hours. But oh, that's um, on, during well, the week. <laughs> yeah, during the week we're open uh, six fifty nine a.m. I'm not getting up that early. Seven oh one p.m. It's a minute earlier and a minute later. That's that's our dedication. So I like but I think we can con- uh, convince uh, AfterBuzz owners Maria and her husband Kevin to uh, take us down to Beverly Hills one day and well, to sponsor trip. the road trip. To, uh, <laughs> and they they can uh, test out the products there too. You know what? I, I should have. I'm not thinking. I'm really not thinking, but uh, I should have brought in. Uh, I should have brought in some juices for you guys tonight. Oh, but no. you know what? After seeing you dump root beer in your mug up there, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you out. Chris Franklin just called me out. Yeah. There's still a lot of it left. It, it's, yeah. To her credit, it's root beer. It so. was for show. My dad coke is almost gone. How often do you see an A and W root beer? You always see Coke Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. thank you. Is A and W is A and W a sponsor? No, so we can't talk about them yeah. anymore. Well, yeah, well, just for the record, it was mug root beer. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think I think we can get Marie and Kevin to take us down there. You know, let's awesome. do it. They uh, gratefully paid for uh, the UFC pay per view for us last night, and made more to come. Um, What's the address? Two fifty two South Beverly Drive. All right, Beverly Hills, California. That's right. Yeah. From Richmond, I'll be, all you got, you guys, let me know when you're going to be there, and we'll. I'll tell you what, we'll line up some shots, 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 shots. Shot, I shot. want these guys to try ginger straight up. I know ginger's tough. Ginger's man. the tough one. I yeah, remember well, it's that's, okay, but because that's what the the, the man, champ, that's, oof, the champ is that. It's it's a two ounce shot and an ounce of it. See, I want to see this guy do a shot of ginger and garlic. One Let's ounce, do it. Yeah. One Throw ounce, some wasabi in there too. One ounce of the champ is ginger, and then uh, and then the other the other ounce is split between wheatgrass and lemon. It's, it's all right. A tough one. That's well, awesome. well, we're gonna we're gonna th- uh, 
want, want to thank you for that. Thank you for telling us all about that, educating us today. Mm-hmm. A lot more on the YouTube Absolutely. page in a few hours of our uh, trip to uh, our first field trip to his uh, Zeland shop. And can't wait to tell the second field trip, which may be uh, tomorrow. Oh, I <laughs> hope so. Let me know. Maria's I'll, out of town, so we'll wait till she sure. gets back in town. Okay. We're going to be back, though. But we speaking, are going to be back. Rich Franklin, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I just want to remind you guys, we will be back next week, March 23rd. Right after the UFC fight night on Fox Sports 1 with Dan Henderson and Shogun Hua. All right, that's the main event. Follow AfterBuzz on Twitter for more info at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rich. And uh, and also, we want to thank everybody for being here. And I want to plug something. Uh, listen to me do color commentary for the IBA, the NBA D-League basketball. Mm. Uh, we're going to have games up in Thousand Oaks at Cal Lutheran and down in Venice Beach, brother. Well, on uh, March 30th at Club Nokia in downtown L.A., the University of MMA, my promotion, uh, we've got 15 matches lined up, uh, amateur MMA at its best in Southern California, uofmma.com for more info. Very cool. Just come see us next time, guys, on After Buzz. And just follow me on Twitter for all these Instagram pictures. <laughs> at Raven1220. Oh. At DariaB28. Thanks, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.